This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 11th of March. In your Squiz today, one year on from the declaration of a pandemic, our property bubble, Cameron Smith retires, and face planning your way into Thursday. This is your Squiz today. It's the 11th of March today, Claire, one year exactly since the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 to be officially a pandemic. It's pretty mind-boggling to think just how much has changed in a year. Phrases like self-isolating, quarantine, lockdown, essential workers, they just roll off the tongue. And whilst it feels like we talk about the numbers a lot, we haven't summed them up across a whole year. Step us through it, Claire. Globally, more than 117.5 million cases have been reported. 2.6 million people have died. The United States still has the most number of cases with 29 million and deaths with more than 500,000. Australia, in that context, has done very well. We've reported 29,075 cases. That means that we've had fewer COVID infections in 113 other countries. Uh, And when you look at deaths, there's been 909 here in Australia, 685 of those were in aged care facilities. Pretty staggering stuff. As many a political leader has said, we're entering a new phase now, though, with vaccinations starting to roll out. It is all about vaccinations at the moment. There's been more than 319 million doses of a vaccine distributed around 118 countries in the world. Almost a third of those have been administered in the United States, so they're really getting their skates on when it comes to vaccination. Here in Australia, we've just passed the 100,000 mark, and what the government is saying is they hope to have 4 million Australians having at least one shot down by early April. Speaking of hope, the hope is that with all of these vaccinations happening, things will start to get back to normal or a new normal. Disclaimer being that experts say we really need 5.5 billion people worldwide to get immunised and also hope the virus doesn't mutate too much. From there, Claire, the conversation generally moves to that of the economy and the economic impacts of COVID-19. Lots of talk at the moment about our property market and how it's booming. It was something that Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe addressed yesterday. What Philip Lowe said yesterday is that the record low uh, 0.1% official interest rate certainly has a large part to play in that. But he also said there's many other factors, uh, including what we're doing in the property market, which is uh, looking to get out of apartments and buy houses and potentially even get out of the cities at all. So there's lots of things happening that's making prices rise. Uh, He said, though, that low interest rates need to hang around for a while because because it's important to get business investment and other things around the economy revving. So no need for panic. Those ultra low rates are set to stay for now. There are also reports this morning that the federal government, Claire, will today announce a $1.2 billion support package for Australian tourism. There's a bit of detail around on that this morning. It includes the halving at the price of nearly 800,000 airline tickets. They're going to be flying to destinations like Cairns and Kangaroo Island, uh, places really that have relied on international visitors in the past, but of course have really struggled in the last 12 months. Holiday on the cards for lots of people. Sounds good. Start the Googling now. 
Energy Australia Clare has announced they'll close the Yulon power station in Victoria's Latrobe Valley in mid-2028. That's four years ahead of schedule. They'll build a giant battery instead. What the boss there, Catherine Tanner, said is that the sector is changing really quickly and the decommissioning of that very big brown coal-fired power plant really needs to come forward by a few years. Uh, That's not so much of an issue for the Australian energy market operator. They're the regulator that really has the job of making sure we've got enough electricity coming down the wire. It says that seven years notice means that there's enough time for the market to cover the gap that that will create. But Angus Taylor, our energy minister, says that the energy sector is really going to need to step up to ensure that the lights can be kept on. It's an issue because this power plant produces about 20% of Victoria's electricity. It's quite a big gap to fill. That closure will also mean the loss of 500 jobs and also those who contract to the plant. As for that battery I mentioned, Energy Australia says it'll be built by the end of 2026 and will provide energy for up to four hours at a time. They also said it's larger than any battery operating in the world today. Pro-democracy demonstrations in Myanmar have become a daily occurrence and now protesters, Claire, are improvising to try to keep themselves safe whilst doing so. What we've been talking about in the last few weeks is the military there really escalating violence towards these protesters. About 50 have died there and there have been almost 2,000 arrests. Lots of concern that that will continue. But yeah, these protesters are actually heading out to the streets with their own homemade shields. Uh, They're also then just protesting for a few minutes and then really hiking it out of there to avoid a confrontation. They're still making the point, they're still creating havoc, but they're just trying to stay out of harm's way. We have a squeeze shortcut available to listen to about what's going on in Myanmar. And it's Thursday, so another shortcut out today. It's called Freeing Kylie Moore Gilbert, and it's all about the detention of the Melbourne academic Claire. It is. She is such a fascinating woman. She's been through such a terrible time. So uh, looking at how she got to where she got in Iran and what happened afterwards was a really good thing to step through. Just this week, she spoke about her time in prison in Iran, including periods of solitary confinement and psychological torture. A link to both of those is in your episode notes. Cameron Smith has finally announced his retirement, Claire. For those who don't know rugby league, he's considered to be one of the best players the game's ever seen. He's 37 years old. He's only ever played for the Melbourne Storm. And look, we could go on and on with stats to back up just how good he is, but let's take this in a different direction. And that is that he announced his retirement whilst unveiling a statue of himself outside Amy Park yesterday. Lots of chat about how it's nice he's been honoured, Claire, in that way, but that it doesn't really look like him. It doesn't really look like him. And look, you don't really like to be critical, particularly of artists' work, but, you know, I couldn't see a whole lot of likeness there. So that drew a bit of uh, commentary yesterday. He was alongside his good mate, Billy Slater, who was also unveiling a statue of himself. I thought they did a better job on him, but look, he's... See, I, I can see can it. You? I can see oh. it. The jawline is, is spot on, I think. Okay. So. <laughs> I think they've done an okay job. <laughs> and it'll, look, I'm sure it'll be maybe something, an image he can grow into. Maybe, you know, people's faces maybe. change That's over time. Point. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> 
That takes us straight into Squeeze the Day, Claire. It's the start of the NRL season tonight. Melbourne Storm versus the Sydney Rabbitohs. That's in Melbourne. To get across that and more, tune into our newest podcast, Sport Today. We've dropped an episode into the Squeeze Today feed, so keep listening and you'll hear it. We're really stoked at how many people are tuning in each day and even more thrilled to have KO on board as our first ever advertiser on Sport Today. Big thanks from us to KO for that one. Absolutely. For me, Rupert Murdoch turns 90 years old today. Is there a party? I reckon there probably would be and probably a pretty fancy one. I'd say so. And finally, if you need a laugh today, we'll end by sharing a story of an albatross in New Zealand taking a massive face plant. Claire, this this is going viral. It's a good one to know about. Look, as I say all the time, it's hard to soar like an eagle when you're surrounded by turkeys and this poor <laughs> albatross really uh, did stack it, gave it a good shot, just missed the runway and yeah, good recovery though. Shook himself off and got on with it. That's true. That's the important thing. It's how you react. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another episode of the Squeeze Today podcast. We'll pop a link to that clip also in your show notes. Enjoy your Thursday and we'll be back tomorrow. message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.